Okay, on the count of three, everyone say their favorite video game. One, two, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan Chaos, Chaos in the, the Windy, Windy City. City. Okay, okay, okay. What's the best game console of all time? One, two, Nintendo, Nintendo Virtual, Virtual Boy. Boy. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Name the greatest lead character in gaming history. One, two, Gex, Gex the, the Gecko. What? Do we just become best friends? Yep. yep. Do you guys want to go do some karate in the garage? Yep. yep. All right. I'll grab the nunchucks. Welcome back to another edition of the Karate in the Garage podcast. I'm your host, Mason Merrill. Joining me once again is my co-host, Weston Toth. We are bringing it back to the OG Karate in the Garage podcast today. You know what? There's some of us in this world that have superior immune systems, and obviously that's me and you. And there's some of us that just, you know, they just get tickles in their throat too often. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, Aaron's not with us today is what that means because he is, um, uh, and I'm going to say this in quotes, he's sick, which means my wife doesn't want me to do the podcast today. Oh, man. I love how you, were, is, you just totally just, just didn't acknowledge what I said. And then you're like, yeah, because you, know, you were like, yeah, quit dissing him. And then you're like, haha, but his wife. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. He's family, so I can give him a hard time. Oh, but sure. uh, it, it it feel better, Aaron. That's all I gotta say about that. And I think he's 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 basically winning this week because he coined us into doing this game, which he chose and that he wanted to play. And then he doesn't even show up for the podcast. So who really is winning this one? Yeah, he conned us. He totally conned <laughs> us. Like, I mean, GG. He he got you. Hey, you got us, man. We got got and um, we'll get him back. But before we get into it, how you doing? You doing all right, man? Yeah, actually, I'm doing pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. Just you know, our normal thing. Uh, just working, playing some video games. I've man, I've just been playing so much more. Uh, Switch. Just it's been it's been really enjoyable. Just got back into Pokemon because the DLC dropped. So I've been enjoying yeah. that on like just an open world like fun basis. I actually got my brother. He. He got it, and he even said because he was kind of hating on just all the new Pokemon games, and he goes, "Man, this is actually really fun." So, <laughs> yeah, and I felt the same way. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Super Smash on Switch recently. So oh, nice. Same here. And then uh, GameStop had a sale this week that was kind of popped out of nowhere. That was you buy one new game, and then you get another uh, pre-owned fifty percent off. So I bought, um, I bought Jedi Outcast or or the newest Jedi game for like. $30 brand new. And then I got half off of a pre-owned version of the Switch version of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which oh. I haven't played yet. So. Wait, did you get uh, Jedi to... Fallen Order? Yeah, oh, that's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you got it on Switch? Uh, no, I got that on PlayStation, oh, okay, and then I okay. ordered for Switch um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I haven't played yet. Yeah, so. man, you got to tell me how the Jedi was, because um, that, that game got like insanely good reviews when it came out. And it, yeah. it kind of it was weird because it just came out at a weird time I think in in yeah. general just for games because it just flew underneath the radar. But I'm just looking at the reviews now and I'm I'm seeing four point five out of five on GameStop and nine out of ten on Steam. So, uh, man, what a what a good steal. Yeah, Aaron, um, he played it and he said it was really good. So I've been wanting to get it, been waiting for the right time because I didn't want to pay sixty dollars for it. And today I got two games for like sixty two dollars. So yeah, pretty exciting and wonderful. Primo games, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, what we are doing today, though, is Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, and um, this was an interesting one. Kind of came <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, 
but it's uh it's a it's a tale of Michael Jordan um the story basically is a 2D action side scroller starring real life Chicago Bulls basketball legend Michael Jordan he must save his teammates who have all been kidnapped by a- alien mad scientist Maximus Cranium and taken to his lab underneath Chicago so fun fun adventure here <laughs> yeah it's what a just this just goes to show you that i mean Obviously, us growing up too, Michael Jordan was just oh, pretty much. I mean, I knew other basketball players, but he was just like the absolute legend in the 90s. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, he obviously, you know, Space Jam and then like even games like this, he was so huge that they made this, you know, this realistically, this game that has no like story except the, or the reason you'd want to play it, except that it's about Michael Jordan and, and you know, all of his teammates. Yeah, I feel like Amy Henning, which is the designer for this game, approached Michael Jordan and said, I want to make an adventure game, but I want you to be the face because you're the biggest thing in the world right now. Yeah, I I think you're completely (laughs) right. It's so funny because, like, you know, Michael Jordan, for me, 90s athlete, star, first, if you said name a 90s athlete, I would say Michael Jordan right off. There would be no no thing. And it's funny because my son, he's been watching Space Jam he loves that movie and stuff. And then I was playing this the other night and he comes in and he's like, Hey daddy, that's Michael. Like, <laughs> like, Oh look, it's Michael from space jam. You know? So he has no clue. It's just funny. Like thinking about that, like how big to, to us is nineties kids. Michael Jordan was, but to him, he's like, Oh, what, what's my, Oh, what's Michael doing on this game? You know? Yeah. You know, it's you know, the most insane thing about that is there's been, you know, other stars or, you know, basketball players that have, Maybe not been as big as Michael Jordan, but have really, I mean, just insane amounts of f- fandom. Like, obviously, you know, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant. Like, he, yeah, I mean, the following yeah. that he had and, like, what he did for the sport was pretty much as good. But he didn't have, like, the, um, where he was dipping his toes in all these other things. Like, he just, like, played, played oh, basketball, yeah. talked to basketball, and that was it. Like, he, whereas, like, I guess Michael Jordan, he, he was doing movies. He was doing this. He played baseball. He, you know, he. He had Nintendo games. Like it was just, I don't know if it was like a different just era, era, well, or just like he, he was, was the only one who wanted just saw the the way to make money off it. I'm not sure. Yeah, Michael Jordan was a brand. Yeah, and you know that kind of lead, like he had his shoes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to another point, which uh, Michael Jordan was actually never in any NBA licensed games because he wasn't a part of the NBA Players Association because he had a huge brand deal with Mike or with Nike. So if you go back to any of those NBA jams or anything that came out in the 90s, he was never in it. This was the only game, video game that he was in, which is funny. Oh, that's nuts. I didn't even think about that because he was his own. It it was like he was his own brand, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So uh, designer of this game was Amy Henning, as I mentioned before, and she actually is known for um, heading up projects like Uncharted and Jack and Dexter. Oh, nice. Really, uh, really good um, adventure. Not platformers, obviously, but kind of diff- just adventure um, linear games that we used to play. Yeah, yeah. So this game was released in November 21st of 1994. As we brought out, it's a platformer side-scroller game. And, you know, I just want to start with kind of the... It, I never thought that I would go into an adventure game and want my weapon of choice to be a basketball. <laughs> but this game made me a believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... Um... And it it was pretty crazy because uh, I don't know if you remember when we played Maui Mallard. Yeah. Or was it? I think it was that game where, where where basically you had like different. Was it boom? 
No, no. Oh no, no. It was uh, Mega Man. Sorry, 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 sorry. When you when you had Mega Man yeah. and you had like the different abilities. Yeah, the different abilities were like one of them. You know, like the you had uh, like the the boomerang, or you had like the the freeze. Mm -hmm. It was literally the same concept, except they were basketballs. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a good point. The so the different kind of bat balls that Michael played with in the game was the basketball, which was a boomerang. The purple ball, which was a ricochet, it would hit things and bounce off others, which helped you um, break walls and things mm -hmm. and hit switches in the game. And then there was the fireball, which was just a stronger version of the basketball. And then the golden ball, which was a homing missile. And then the ice ball, which would freeze opponents. And uh, the bowling ball, which is um, at the very end of the like game when you fight Maximus. Yeah, it would be like a bomb. So, And that really helped you beat the bosses and things like that. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of real kind of depth to this game, even though it was such a one-off, you know, it felt like. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, going through it, like the first, probably at least the first level, first two full levels. So let me look at my notes because I took a bunch of notes on this one. Um, like stage one, which is the cellar. And, you know, because yeah. you have to get, you have to go through it like a couple, uh, you know, like different, um, actually, I don't want to call it stage one or like, you know, level one. And then there's different stages in the cellar. Yeah, it's, there's five areas in each stage, basically, is kind of how I like to call exactly. it. Exactly, so that, that's going to be funny. There's five areas, but, you know, when you go through those things, they're all very, very similar, because, like, what I wrote down, or what I thought is, it's just a maze. Like, it's just a straight yep. maze. There's no linear progression of, like, hey, go up here. Like, there's no, uh, like, mm -hmm. directional, no, no people pointing, not like your teammates, like, yo, you got to go this side. And, you know, yeah. and, then, and then you, it's the same music throughout all the, those, those areas. Um, you have to save your basketball. You have to save your captive basketball player in each one, and then you have different keys that like help you progress through the level. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's like an open world side scroller almost, um, in in a maze strategy type form because there's walls you can break and there's different um things you can do to get um different items and these keys to open these doors and then you're fighting bad guys along the way too. So. Um, there's a lot of real uh, thinking you have to do with this game. Like you said, it's not like a Mega Man type thing where you can just keep going right and you're going to make it. No, you know? not at all. Um, which I kind of liked because it was difficult, but I didn't like yeah. because it's like... It, could get, it was difficult. It, it was difficult <laughs> and it was confusing at certain points. I was like, uh, where do I go? And then one time I, ha I did have one problem with it where like I died and then it put me back and then I had to like go get like another key again. But then, like, it was it was real strange. So it, it got weird where I had to end up just like restarting the game because it was on the first level, and because I didn't like I I didn't I had to like backtrack and then do it again. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, there were some things like that, and there's not a whole real lot of explanation no. as to playing this game, you know, either. So kind of the mechanics of the game is you're a basketball player. Like I was I was thinking earlier, I was like, you know, you could have taken this Michael Jordan uh, sprite with all his mechanics and all that kind of stuff and put him straight into Looney Tunes basketball and it would fit. You yeah, know? true. So there was moves like passing the ball, which was just throwing it. And then there was a dunk move, which you used a lot for like grappling onto things and then dunking into the baskets along the way, which we'll explain in a minute. Um, you know, he ran, he jumped high, you know, they're just all the different basketball mechanics of a player built into an adventure game, which was pretty unique um, and interesting in that mode. Yeah, I like I said when I first started playing it, I was like, number one is the controls felt really good. 
Yeah. Or at least, oh, yeah. Very smooth. Yeah, I thought they did. Like, just him jumping, ducking. Um, it was pretty simplistic in the way that you kind of went about just killing enemies. But a lot of these games were. They're just, you know, you had to hit him with your basketball. You could dunk. And then you obviously dunk on the, the baskets to either reveal coins or health or special items or whatever or keys. And then you just went around. Um, like, for the first, like, at least two zones, there was, like, three different uh, enemies. Basketball head, spider, and eyeball. Um, but yep. like it, the gameplay actually felt really good. I thought like it was very smooth where some of these other ones, like when you, when, you know, I, I think it was Aladdin or one of these other side scrollers that we played from SNES, SNES, like the jump or the move, like you, you never felt like you could jump a little, like high enough. This one, you didn't, you felt very like really smooth with all, all of the actions, which I like. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that because it was just, uh, you know, there's a lot of finesse to being a basketball player in general. And those finesse moves like the dunking and things like that really had that kind of feel of, like I said, you're playing a basketball game, but in an adventure mode and, you know, just the, the footwork and the kind of, um, just the engine itself, just moving around, didn't feel glitchy, felt perfect along with what you were doing. So I completely agree. The connections, uh, especially like throughout, so throughout the levels, there were uh, nets that would give you like there's the normal net that would give you item or points there was alert nets that would um damage all the enemies on the screen it's kind of like a self-destruction type of thing or yeah that would damage them and then there's the restart nets that would um save your position explosion nets that would destroy all the enemies on the screen at the time mm-hmm. and then the timer nets which freezes all enemies for a short duration that would so you could beat them all yeah and you so some good, um, like invincible just same like uh items that you get from a lot of other games like you know sonic or aladdin where you had you were invincible and you could just run through everything and just kill it which was kind of cool yeah yeah so there was a regular jump and then there was a dunking jump which would allow you to do some different moves like obviously dunk into the net and um or you could like jump up and grapple with that with your hand or you could throw the basketball in midair sideways you know instead of throwing it down um so yeah you, you the way to activate these nets is you dunk into the into them and break the you know activated or break the backboard or whatnot so yep that was uh that was a cool little feature throughout the game too it was kind of unique to do that um unique to the jordan brand (laughs) the whole thing so um it was cool and then your kind of health items were gatorade or wheaties which was (laughs) a big sponsorship for michael jordan back in the 90s every wheaties box had michael jordan on it pretty much um so anyway uh that was kind of a cool little feature that's how you could up your health and then throughout the game there are hearts you could collect that would uh, a certain heart would add to your health um, just overall and then another heart would um, would give you extra lives so yep just like a triforce in a zelda game you would just get uh, like more hearts Uh, i'm sorry the heart containers in a a zelda game you would just get more like more to deal with and you could take more damage over the course of time which was obviously in all these games was super important so if you found all the ones as you go by i think you ended the game with like five or six full orbs like life orbs because i a lot some of the um enemies it would it would only like bring you down half it would it wasn't like a full like a full red dot it would bring you down to like a like a purple one and then a blue one and then you'd have to keep on going so but either way like you wanted to get all of those extra um life orbs because it got hard at the at the end yeah, for sure. So um, we've kind of talked about the mechanics of the game and how pretty smooth it was and kind of just the overall um, what the point of what you're doing is. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the graphics-wise. Now, um, I thought Michael Jordan himself, the sprite was really good, the ball, 
and I didn't even think the levels were bad. They just got really repetitive to me. I don't I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, I think we're exactly on the same wavelength there. Like the this um MJ himself and even like the, the enemies, I thought the animations were pretty nice actually. Uh they were again just fluid. They they felt they they weren't like funky or anything else, but the and then the levels had this thing which they've done a lot. Obviously, we've talked about in other um podcasts where um they kind of did like a foreground and a background to make it seem a little yeah. bit more in depth, which was nice, but I that was cool, but but yeah. the levels themselves to me were very mediocre in their design. Um, probably yeah. like the best one was the carnival at the very end. By I think the best like area was the carnival at the very end by far. Like it was it was like leaps and bounds above all the rest of them. And then the train yeah. ride was pretty cool. I like the train, but um, all like the fir- the 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 cellar and the laboratory. I was like, they kind of had a very similar feel. It's just a dark, dingy maze and i didn't really love it yeah yeah i I mean i think it made up for it in the fact that the levels themselves they were the same assets throughout the levels right so the same art Mm -hmm. um same foreground background they were unique in the way they were built which was cool um but visually for me i was like this is just over and over again and uh the holding cells it was kind of creepy because the background it would have like eyes pop out of the dark holes you know yeah um in the background so it was kind of freaky i'm like am i in like a in like a traffic ring right now that i'm trying to save my basketball friend from yeah it was just strange because (laughs) the cool thing about um other platformers that we've played before is the like variety number one and whenever they just try to do something dark and creepy it's cool like you know spider we've done the spider-man one where they went to the sewers Mm -hmm. right or they were in the laboratory and it was like real dark and red there's a lot of red and black right Or, or brown um, and it was, it was fine for one level, but whenever he got out and you were like in the city or even they, you know, they'll do ones like, um, like a Mario where he's in the clouds or the ice, just, just change it up. Like make you, or the sand just makes it feel super fresh. And this yeah. one, it was, it yep. was half the, more than half the game. And even the, the carnival was pretty similar too, cause it was just dark and creepy. Um, it yeah. was just so similar where it wasn't enough variety to make it really this wouldn't have been a memorable game. The only reason it was memorable um, was, you know, Michael Jackson. I'm not Michael Jackson. Michael <laughs> Jordan, MJ, and um, and like maybe just some of the like the the bosses and stuff like that. But not the levels. Level design was not memorable at all. Yeah, for sure. I hundred percent agree. So, um, each of the uh, level, each of the, at the end of the five stages of each um area there were uh there was a boss like so for the holding cells there's the um ball bot which was just a kind of like a basketball type basketball thing and then there's the elect yeah. yeah and then there's the electro bot and then like for the factory there was a it, the way i kind of described it was a green cupcake mounted on corkscrews <laughs> is what it kind of looked like oh and yeah. then you, you mean like the the uh the frankenstein ufo monster uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. I was wondering what like I was like I think this is what he's talking about. But yeah, it looks it to me it looked like a Frankenstein head on t- and then he would go into like whenever he went um where things were like around him it was like UFOs like circling around Frankenstein's head. It was really weird. Yeah, I feel like they blended Looney Tunes basketball and this, True. and it became Space Jam with like the alien True. feel to Dude, it and it stuff. Was... <laughs> They're like, let's make this a little more bright and funny, and then but put like you know the same kind of dark undertones with the aliens in it, and boom, Space Jam. <laughs> no, honestly, I was thinking the exact same thing when I was playing this. I was like, Dude, I wonder if this was like the precursor to like Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, 
the way the story was kind of laid out was like in a comic book format and there was the beginning story and things like that and there was kind of in between but as far as the end there was no real payoff so you fight um what's his name um maximus at the end maximus cranium Cranium. yeah and he's in a michael jordan bot so he's michael jordan just in huge robot form he's like a until related to Power Rangers, it's the Michael Jordan Megazord. Yep. You know? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and so, it, throughout that battle, you're like, you, you dunk to get items because it's on a uh, on a uh, basketball court, mm-hmm. like this deranged basketball court. And there's two goals, so you would dunk to get items, and then he would drop the bowling balls that you would throw at him and explode, and that would help you uh, beat him. Yeah. And so, anyway, and then the game just ends. It just dr- falls off a cliff. He's just it's like an ending sequence of him just high-fiving his friends, you know, that he saved at the end of it. So. Yeah, it was real strange. Like, there was just like, all right, we beat him. But um, the, the last boss was kind of hard, too. Like, yeah, it, it took definitely. a while because you could only hit him on the um, on his helmet, like his where he was at. So you had to break the glass and then you had to hit him. But, oh, that yeah. was, but, but you were right. Like, the key to, that, to winning that is you had to dunk on either side of the yeah. basket or either side of the, the court. And then you would get items and health and you could kind of continue to hit him. and. But he was so big, like he, he jumped at the very end. You'd have to like like run underneath him. But he was so big, like sometimes you get hit either way. So you just had to continue to dunk and get items. Yeah, and that fight uh, took me a good 20, 30 minutes to beat. <laughs> it was that like, like intense because just going back and forth, back and forth, you know, with it. Yeah. So I uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So that that was kind of the overview. The graphics, yeah, not really much to write home about other than just the level design being unique in ways and things like that um as far as the bad guys there was kind of a repetitiveness to the 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 design of the uh the minions throughout the game there's the we mentioned the zombie basketball headed people Mm -hmm. the metal spiders gold and silver uh the basketball snake (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. the game which was kind of freaky and then uh the floating eyeballs that were just irritating because they would so sporadic and zip around and get you yeah and then there was the um gorillas the basketball brutes and then the referee whistle the cyborg and then the doc brown referee did you see that yeah yeah (laughs) so funny (laughs) yeah they should have been all referees like the the biggest the biggest villain of basketball the refs man come on yeah i know that that should have been the final boss (laughs) is like the whole thing brown referee yeah Uh, yeah yeah, he's just like, and they, and I would have got away with it if it wasn't for that stinking Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so as far as like uh, the sound in the game, it was cool because Michael Jordan did have some voiceovers, uh, like in the beginning, and then when you would pause, it'd be like timeout and things like that, and you could tell it was his voice, um, in the game. But as far as the sound, it was kind of just repetitive mm-hmm. over and over. The effects were cool, you know, nothing really crazy, um. Uh, orchestrated there that I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I ended up having it on in the background with a podcast or something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind like the the sound effects themselves, and and even like the background music. It wasn't annoying in any way. Um, and like for instance, like when he's when he's throwing the basketballs and like bouncing it, it sounded real good. It sounded real. And then obviously Michael had a couple voiceover things, but the actual just background music to every level. The only one that I was like, oh, this is kind of nice was the was the Riverview Carnival. Yeah, and that's why I was yeah, like, it had kind of is... the creepy overtones to yeah, it. Yeah, and it was just it just sounded cool. Whereas like the other ones, like they they did a nuance to it. They didn't make it bad. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh my god, I got to turn this off. It definitely wasn't bad, yeah. but it just was like the last car- carnival, which is I guess kind of cool because if you get to that far, then you've you've beaten all the other ones. Like it was the climax of it. 
that was the only one that I was like, ooh, I like this music. But everything else was like, eh, fine. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. That, and um, that carnival, that last level was just so different from the rest of it. So it made it really cool. It was kind of like a haunted, spooky house. You know, like if you go to a, like you said, a carnival and you go in like the fun house or whatever, something like that. It was similar to that kind of feel yeah which was also a very big thing in the 90s <laughs> yeah very true i just i just wish it was honestly like whoever designed that level or the way they did it they could have just done all the other levels a little bit more that way where they had a little bit better music and just little i don't know i like the level design of that one really well and the other ones i was just like eh, mm-hmm. whatever train yeah ride, i have I to say that too that was cool yeah for sure that was cool too the paparazzi yeah just throw the basketball and they fall exactly. over <laughs> and then you're just trying to jump it, it's basically just like a jump duck um very very similar to ninja turtles that we played in the sewers mm-hmm. where, where you're yep. basically kind of jump ducking and then fighting people along the way very similar concept but i enjoyed it it was and you were just hitting paparazzi and they're just, just chilling but yeah so they had that kind of level and then the tunnel, tunnel level yep. right before the river view so tunnel was fine I just, um, I just ran through it like i had so much health yeah then, i didn't even need to stop i barely had to like hit anything yeah also to note there was like um secret areas in the game kind of like sonic mm-hmm. had uh where you would get the chaos emeralds and stuff like that yep. uh similar to that vein where you would go in there and get extra points and lives and um items and things like that so uh those were neat but nothing crazy there um i will say this felt like a very well thought out game for what it was for and for being so random yeah you know i agree i completely agree it, yeah you can tell that um the game designer put a lot of effort into the game and uh there was a lot of thought that went into building these levels and things like that i mean um to make it all work together and float nicely you know so yeah i completely agree actually um I think this game for a plot, just a platformer in the nineties would have, well, I mean, it would have gotten a probably like a really almost perfect score from me. Uh, if there was just a little bit more like level and sound design, because yeah, overall it was thought out. It played well. It was a little repetitive, which I didn't like, but either way, I thought that like, just for like a nineties platform, I was like, ah, so I had a pretty good time with this, you know, with this game, uh-huh. but it just, Oh man, it just was lacking like the extra like goodness. I was like, it you know, it it could have been turned from like average, like man, this was a really like cool staple of it, like video games that that time. But it just did it for me. It didn't have it. it. It was missing maybe like just some pizzazz or just like a a goal or like a, a mini game, something that just put, would put it over the edge. But it, I thought it had like a lot of well thought out things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, the guy who did the um, the composer who did the music, he's done a lot of video games. So, it, and you know, in that time period as well. Yeah. So, um, he was kind of a pretty popular composer for video games at the time. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously, Amy Henning, she did the she was the game designer, and she went on to make games like Uncharted and Jack and Dexter that were just you know out of this world with with game design and stuff like that. So yeah and so and it could just be like for you know with what she was working with at the time this is what she could do and obviously like your first painting that you do is never going to be your best like she's she's had time to develop her skill but you could definitely see promise in her ability to to you know to to program like a game from the start because it's this is not bad this game was not like bad in the sense of it was bad in, in certain ways but it wasn't bad in the sense of like the overall game design and development yeah so 
cool um it, unless there's anything else really i think we've kind of heard the game pretty well cool. um unless there's anything else you need to say about it but uh i think it's time to rate it and rating with uh with basketballs here so obviously <laughs> okay so who's going first uh i'll go first um it was not a perfect game but it was uh, it, like i expected honestly i expected this game to be trash fire but when I got into it, it, I actually ended up having a lot of um, fun with uh, with just the um, strategic aspect of the game and kind of, you know, you have to jump here and throw it here to do this and explode that wall and jump through that floor, you know. And there's a lot of figuring to it. Um, it wasn't just open the box and beat it, you know, kind of thing. So sure. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this game a like a 6.5 out of 10 just because the, uh, it was unique but really well thought out overall just the kind of the, the i think thing you know like we mentioned the graphical type things could have been better but um but overall it was pretty good so yeah um so for me i think very very similar thoughts i'm giving it six out of ten uh it there was like a overall the game was like pretty solid actually in terms of like how it flowed um the g- gameplay itself was actually pretty fluid. It had like vari- variability in, um, like the obviously like the weapons. Like you had different basketballs that it turned into. See, and th- my one grievance with that as well is I wish you could have just saved them and then used them at certain times. But you kind of would get it and then have yeah. to use it. I didn't like that either. But yeah, um, so this game definitely had problems, but it had a lot of promise as well with you know how it was. I'd, like I think it was a, b- a little bit. There should have been a little more diversity on the lo- level design. Um, the music I think could have been a little bit better, but there was like really, really promising spots, especially at the very end. I thought was like, oh man, this is pretty nice. So yeah, I I started playing it, and then with the first five minutes, I was like, man, this, I'm not gonna like this game. And then as I got more and more, I was like, oh, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, that was actually pretty good thought out. So six out of ten. I'm not gonna play it again. Um, definitely, you know, not like where I want to go back and just yeah. hit it again. So replayability not really there for me. But um, it was not a bad game. This was not like horrible fire. I really want Aaron to be here because I know that he's going to probably trash talk it, which is I great. know, <laughs> like, but I don't know. I got mixed reviews from him throughout the week, so I, I kind of want to. I might try to hit him up to give me like a little like three minute rundown on what he thought about it. <laughs> uh, um, but I think one major grievance I had with this game is when you did collect those balls, it would automatically select them. Right. So if you were in the middle of actions, you'd have to throw them, but you could switch between them. I mean, I'm um, sorry. That's what I meant. Like it would just immediately yeah. select them. And it, I, I did, I wanted to just be able to just like, st- you know, S- store, store them. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to store them and then just, just use them for the, basically the boss fight. And the, but the good thing about that is the standard basketball was like almost my favorite. Like I didn't really even yeah. need like maybe the fire one because it did was like the standard but did more damage. But yeah, you know, all and, it, and I really liked that that was unlimited. Yeah, <laughs> the standard oh, basketball goodness. because it wasn't like you only have ten to use and you have to collect more. No. You know, I thought that was cool. And then just adding the extra dynamics with the other ones, just wish it wouldn't have automatically selected when I collected it. Um, I had to like keep switching back to the standard one because i'm like no i don't want to use that baseball right now <laughs> so, yeah i know anyway. it's but uh, there's little grievances with the game i don't think it was perfect um and it just yeah. it didn't have like the man i want to be thinking about this game for a long time and the story or mm-hmm. something like there was definitely something missing to make it a wow a wow game but um yeah. there was a lot of work put into it and i think it came through in the very end definitely not in the first five minutes i was like uh what but now after playing through the entire thing i was like hey it's actually pretty decent, you know? 
Yeah, definitely unique. Um, <laughs> unique on the kind of I never thought a basketball player could be like a superhero like type feel, you know. But uh, definitely made me think twice about what weapon I'd want to go into battle with. Just, you know? just, just wait till LeBron <laughs> gets his own game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, you mean every NBA 2K cover featuring legend LeBron version. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so next week on the podcast, we're going to do Shaq Fu, the Sega Genesis classic. No, I'm just Oh, kidding. God. I, I was just like, wait, I missed this. Is this a breaking news <laughs> on the podcast? I was about to be like, hey, guys, I can't make it. <laughs> Dude, I got I to gotta read you the title the, to, uh, to, or the story of this game. The game's storyline, Shaquille O'Neal walks into a dojo while heading to a charity basketball game in Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> After speaking with Liatsu, the martial arts master, Shaq goes to another dimension, the second world, where he must rescue a young boy named Nizu from evil mummy Set-Ra. Oh my god, <laughs> please no. No, I'm good. I'm set. But this You're game set, came out Ra. <laughs> two this game came out in North America 2 weeks before Chaos in the Windy City. Uh. Wow. So that was a pretty action-packed filled month for basketball superheroes. <laughs> yeah, for real. In 1994. All right. Well, anyway, moving on. Another one in the books here. Um, we're coming up on 40 episodes, believe it or not. Oh, wow. So that's insane. Pretty crazy. We'll have to do something big when we hit 50. Yeah. But, or, um, yeah, 52. That'll be basically a year of shows, even though we've been doing it longer than that. But it'd be like a full. Yeah. Full, you know, a full calendar year of shows. But we're on a pretty good streak now. So I think having three of us has really helped that. So. Okay. Um, so next week, I want to talk about a couple, couple ideas I had. We could do, I, I was thinking about some 64 classics or the SNES classic Link to the Past that we mentioned last week. But uh, Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64, uh, those kind of just rolled across my head. Did you have any suggestions yourself? Um. I I actually kind of like the idea of doing Star Fox 64 because I think that okay. we've we've had a couple 64 games that we've played recently that have just been really like the the wrong genres to go back to like Perfect Dark and yeah. stuff like that and I'd like to give maybe 64 another another try and then we that's I think that's one that we could probably get to work in multiplayer hopefully yeah um, that'd be cool and then that yeah. would be really fun or I'm always down for uh, Link to the Past or uh, like a you know Super Mario game but. Link to the Past would be we we may have to do like a a midway and to do it for two weeks because it's just yeah it's just a little bit big to do with for one week because you know yeah let's let's do uh let's do um Star Fox this week and then I'm gonna grab uh, Link to the Past I think it's on the Switch um Virtual Console okay uh, I'm not sure but I think I'm gonna I'm I'll try to start playing that as well and I'll let Aaron know and maybe in a few weeks we can do that one. Yeah, and do a couple episodes, or if we we think we can cover it in one, that's fine too. Yeah, ma- ma- we'll figure that. Maybe out. Maybe we can just put that on the burner for like uh, like a, like just a couple weeks, and we all get it now and just play it because it's it's just gonna take too long. Um, to yeah. do I think to do for one week at least for me. So yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. I I think that'd be a really really just classic game to review and. Um, oh yeah, man! I have such high hopes that we're gonna give something really really close to ten on that one. So. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, Star Fox 64 next week, and then throughout, we'll play some Link to the Past. And maybe we can even get Spencer on here. I know he loves that game. We've talked about that before. So, that'd be fun to have him guest on here. Yeah. Never do. Yeah, we can definitely. Uh, Our third co host. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get, you get two of them together, you make, you make the third one. So, 
Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, as far as some news came out this week, today a new Avengers game trailer dropped. Um, that it, the uh, Marvel's Avengers game that's coming out on Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, uh, it's coming out for uh, PC, obviously, and Stadia. So it's all it's all coming together with that one. It looks pretty cool. Had a had the villain trailer basically that had a little bit more story to it, which looks really sick. It actually got me uh, way more hype in the game than I was before. So. Looking forward to that September fourth. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I'll just have to see as some more gameplay and stuff as, as it comes out. But if it's looking good, and I, I mean, honestly, just because we have a, a resident stadium member, and I'm sure it's going to be cl- cross platform, <laughs> it may be something. You know, if we we, oh, yeah. if we all want to get it and play together, I'd be definitely willing to yeah. pick it up. I don't know if I I would just get this game to play by myself, but because it's gonna, it, I think this is the first Avengers co op game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, they've had things like Ultimate Alliance, but as far as like this this is going to be uh it's going to be dri- driven mostly by its co-op and online play. Right. So right, right. they have plans for this game for years to come, maybe even expansions and things like that. So this is a pretty big game cuz they're going to be adding things and it's uh they're not going to have microtransactions in the game. Um they the announced that right off. So it it'll probably be expansion based, which which is the way to go, honestly. For for, so for console looking, games, I definitely think it's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, DLC expansion based type thing that makes me want to spend more money. But the initial game is going to come with a lot, so I'm really looking forward to that. I I might even pre order it just to get it on the beta access because if you pre order now, you can play the beta. Mm. Um, okay. But yeah, it looks cool, and and it'll definitely be something I think that'll be fun to play together. Or the story will probably be really fun, but like also like just playing together online yeah if we if three four of us exactly if we could do like even you know KITG um look at that game when it comes out or review and we can all play together mm-hmm. i think that'd be a really cool cool thing to do together so i'm definitely down if if and like i said it, obviously it being on because you know we, we have our, our stadium enthusiast and it, <laughs> it being on stadia means that he might actually get it so yeah yeah, Stadia exists even when he's not here. <laughs> Stadia lives on in all of our hearts and in some of our trash cans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, and they did announce, too, if you buy it on PS4 and you buy a PS5, they'll they'll upgrade you for free. So you Oh, nice. That's actually lit. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of the games that are coming out at that time, I know Star Wars is doing that, um, that Squadrons game, and then um, like uh, this game madden's doing that all the ea games are doing that this year so that's pretty good for them because obviously you know we're so close to the ps5 so if we buy all the you know in these games the next couple months and then when there's ps5 it's like oh i have to buy them again no we're gonna upgrade you oh okay sweet then i'll buy now you know yeah especially for free like yeah that's awesome (laughs) you know it's not like oh pay 40 dollars upgrade because i remember when ps4 came out they didn't have to do that and i had madden on both platforms you know so yeah it was a fail it was a fail for sure um okay so cool moving on from that they announced the first crash bandicoot mainline game since 1998 crash bandicoot 4 it's about time it's what it's titled so (laughs) that's coming october 4th so i guess the fourth this year is just a good release date for games but um october 4th um that game's coming out i've never been a huge crash fan but that was pretty big news this week if you are a crash fan yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm it's not been a game. That, I mean, he's been an iconic character and uh yeah. you know, just in gaming and just as a fan of gaming, I I don't mind him, but I've never been a, a huge fan of just those games in general. So, if you are, it's coming out. 
yeah that was kind of the the crash era with like jack and dexter and some of those were like kind of the anti nintendo so you had like your mario games and this and then on playstation you had your crash and your yeah jack and dexter and all these other ones so anyway i was more on the nintendo side (laughs) for 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 iconic characters it just seems like the nintendo just has you know just had so many good ones i mean playstation has two but now that some of the most iconic ones which were um sony based were like obviously you know cloud or like final fantasy but now those are, are yeah. cross-platform so i don't even know if you could call them playstation oh, yeah. anymore because they were for so long but now you know all the new final fantasy games are coming out on uh on mm-hmm. xbox as well or oh, yeah. so it's just like uh i guess you know there are there still are definitely some iconic ones but all of the nintendo ones you know are at, like are only on nintendo and they're so iconic so i'm liking it oh yeah yeah for sure so um cool um they today which we're recording this on wednesday this morning they announced a new uh mobile and switch moba uh called pokemon unite um speaking of pokemon and all that um which looks pretty neat did you did you get a, a chance to look at this at all yeah i did um i'm you know, I'm the resident Pokemon fiend here for sure. And um, what, they, what they've been doing on YouTube and the Pokemon company is like every week on Wednesday or Tuesday at like 9 a.m. They'll actually premiere like some news in the last couple of weeks. And this was this morning is Pokemon um, Pokemon Unite. And I'm pretty I'm pretty excited actually for this because there's obviously MOBAs are stupidly successful. Um, and the fact that they're making a Pokemon one and that it looks like it's going to be, you know, like me and you could play it and have a really good time. But also if you're not super hardcore or if you're just like a kid around the world that it's, it'll be something that's getting it to you. There's not like a lot of blood. It doesn't talk about killing. It's more about like scoring points, which is really nice. So just, you know, I I could play this with like my nephew who, uh, you know, obviously we want to stave him off from any, anything adult or violence. Um, games oh, yeah. wise so i could play with him and I'm, I'm i'm kind of excited about that being able to play with him or you know be, or if axel gets on and you and axel and me and you know we oh, play yeah. together but it looks it looks pretty good so i'll have to play it because but either way it's gonna be i'm glad they're, they're doing just anything more pokemon yeah so they said it's um completely cross play between uh mobile and switch um there's no computer launch of it yet but um the um completely cross play which is cool um and uh yeah i mean looks like it's gonna be really fun you kind of like you catch battle and evolve all in the battle so (laughs) it's gonna be interesting i haven't played a whole lot of mobas i know you guys play um some mobas and things like that so um just kind of hearing your take on it i'm i'm even more excited now so (laughs) yeah it's 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 a different the cool thing about it is what it seems like to me is so it has a lot of elements that mobas have in general like your you know, in this one, you catch like wild Pokemon and like defeat them and catch them, and then that's what kind of like levels you up or you get points for. And um, in like a regular other MOBA, you might like kill minions or kill like jungle monster camps, and then you'll be able to get gold or you'll get experience from that. Gotcha. So it's kind of very similar, but it's just like I said, it's less violent. Number one, and then you'll evolve. Strip down. Yeah, strip down, and then as you get levels or evolve or get experience, you get new abilities. And that's the same thing with like any other MOBA. Is as you get more into the game you'll get more abilities and then you'll, you'll be able yeah. to level up they're more powerful and then you have what's called like, like a pokemon unite which is your ultimate so you have to choose like cool. when to use that and what at what point and, and uh, they said like the last two minutes of the game everything's like doubled 
So it makes it pretty, it seems like it's pretty chaotic. Like, oh no, who's going to win? Because like, you know, the team can, you, you could actually be in a deficit and then come back, which is really exciting. Um, and then it has like three, it looks like kind of three lanes, like every other tower defense game. There's like mid, top, bottom. And then there's like kind of like the jungle monster camps or like the ones that you would catch and they give you experience. And then, um, so it's, it's very similar to like other MOBAs, but it looks like it kind of has some different dynamics and it's stripped down where, it seems like younger kids could understand it and it wouldn't be hardcore. And, and hopefully there's, because it's on mobile and it's on the switch, there's not going to be like typing on the computer or like, you know, oh, vo vo not, voice yeah. chat, which is the worst part about um, MOBAs now or just any game is yeah. the community being like stupidly toxic or, you know, nasty yeah. or, you know, condescending or just mean or whatever. So if you take that away, um, it's, you know, it's, it sounds like just like a fun game. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I would be definitely down to get ten of us together once this comes out and yeah. play, and maybe even do a little live stream of it. That'd be yeah, fun. that would be fun. I know we have enough people to pl play this, uh, and also they announced it's going to be free to start, so free to play initially, and then I don't know how they're going to do their um, system if it's going to be like microtransactions. I'm sure there will be some kind of that in the game, but I hope it's not. I hope it's more like a Fortnite type thing where they've done it right rather than a, um, you know, just a cash grab. So the, to upgrade and things like yeah, that. Yeah, the way that the battle royale, the battle royales like Fortnite and like MOBAs like League of Legends plays is it's it's the exact same model. Is you can play the game, and if you play it well or you play it enough, you can like get new skins or get new characters just straight up. Right? You you can you can get like nothing. You don't have to pay for anything except normally just um. You know, if you want to get like uh, the character sooner than later, like if you want to just like grab a character, you know, like let's say there's new Pokemon that come out that you want to play, you could pay to get points to buy that character, or you could earn like some sort of other currency by just playing the game, and then you'll be able to get it. But it's normally like completely free to play. But then if you want like a skin, like you want, I don't know, like purple Blastoise or whatever, yeah, um, a Lohan version, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just whatever it may be, then you could pay some extra, like in it, you know, you could buy coins or whatever it is this is not like uncommon for any of these games so they are free to play completely and you don't have to but if you want like especially like uh purely cosmetic things or if you want to get like new characters um starters yeah and, and but, like that, but yeah. you don't want to like just put the time into you don't have time to just grind out like you know basically experience then you could just pay for it which is the right way to do it like everything else is is free and you can play the game 100 percent free but if you you know, want to get these co mainly cosmetics that, that they're paying for and if the game is good enough people always want to buy the cosmetics which is oh yeah season pass type stuff I, I mean i if i like it enough i'll i'll be down for that kind of thing too yeah so. for sure if it's good then that's yeah, how they make their money it's what's cool about that that uh design is it's all based on performance of the game and how much you like the game and how addicting it is. It's not based off of like, yeah. oh, if you want to go to the next level, you got to pay us five bucks. Or, you know, if you want to... Yeah, not pay to yeah, win. Yeah, <laughs> like pay, pay to win. Like true pay to win games, like other mobile games are horrible. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely frustrating with pay to win. So, um, And that's kind of... It, it's funny because that became like a really popular model you know, in recent years. And now all the games are trying to get away from that stigma of being pay to win. So they're doing things like Fortnite did hopefully with this league of legends, um, things like that, you know? So <laughs> anyway, craziness, um, how the, the tides of sales and things shift with gaming. Well, you, uh, they discovered that if they make their game so good that people just want to play it instinctually, the more time they, they yeah. play it, you know, they like with Fortnite, Oh, my glider or, 
you know, the, the, my character, I want him to look like John Wick or whatever, that people will pay yeah. for that if the game's really good. But the, these other yeah. ones where they were, you know, the game was probably pretty decent, but then it, to, they were gated with like pay, pay um, barriers. Like people get mad after a while. They're like, man, I spent all this money and, you know, or I, to, to get to the next level, I can't just like, you know, I'm playing eight hours a day. I can't play anymore. I have to spend money in the game. That's super, super annoying. And there's at, yeah. at some point that money will always stop for those games. Whereas like these other games, you know, even if you go away from the game and come back to it six months later and you're like, oh man, I'm having such a good time. Oh, there's that new skin. It's my favorite, my, you know, my favorite new Pokemon came out. Oh, cool. Let me yeah. grab that one real quick. And then. Jump yeah, in. just jump yeah. back in, and they just put push all that where it's it's actually better for them financially too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think Pokemon Go they've done a really good model with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can you don't have to spend a single dime on getting Pokeballs, and as long as you're hitting Pokestops and stuff, but you can. There's the store there, obviously. So, right, exactly. Um, yeah, I think this is gonna be cool. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Um, I saw mixed reviews, but I'm definitely interested to try it out. So. Yeah, most things that the Looks Pokemon like Company could. does, I'm I'm pretty pretty I I like pretty well. And in like for instance, Go, you know, when it came out, we, I didn't yeah. really like it that much, but there was the audience there, and there were so many players that once they tuned it, you yeah. know, they tuned it up and they they made it really really good now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. I I kind of drifted off, and then the last couple of days I've been playing Pokemon Go again, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. Uh, some battles and things like that. Um. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's kind of been all the kind of big topics that have come up this week uh, in the Summer Game Fest uh, vein. I know there was like a Nintendo thing uh, where they were talking about stopping support for mobile games. Yeah, so just two things with just Switch and Nintendo again is um, number one is like Switches were literally like they were out of stock everywhere recently because their production was down, obviously because COVID. And then people are wanting to buy Switches because of games like Animal Crossing, Pokemon, Mario Party, and they're stuck inside. So that, like, you could not find these things. But production is back up to 100%, and you should see them if you're, like, wanting to buy one and you just haven't been able to find one. Uh, they'll be back in stores, so you can get one. And because of the, the really awesome success of these recent games and just the Switch and all the games associated with that this year, um, stock price is up the highest they've been in 12 years and Nintendo decided, you know what, let's just make the switch and all of the supporting games. Let's just pour our money into that and let's take it away from mobile games because they, they had a couple of cool mobile games. I know the biggest supported one was Mario Kart, and it was like in the top, maybe top 50 of all, you know, mobile games um, at some yeah. point, but it was a couple of years ago and it was a good game. Like I know Aaron really liked it, but um, it just wasn't making them money and they're, they just didn't have, they have no reason to kind of support it when their other products are doing really well. So that's the, their kind of take on, on just saying, all right, we're just going to push away from mobile games. Obviously Pokemon unite, which we just talked about will be on mobile, but it'll be on switch yeah. too. And that's the, what they're still yeah. focusing on. And so it's not saying that they'll never put out like a mobile, you know, supported game or like obviously Pokemon go pokemon home and, um and that's pokemon company you know nintendo doesn't really have anything to do with those games at this point true and that's um, a good point sorry other than just be the licensor so yeah but um, as of like yeah, pure but as far nintendo as like games dr mario no. mario uh you know mario whatever the mario dash was and then uh um mario kart so, right and they're um, just saying those they just weren't making money yeah yeah and that's why i think that's why it took them so long to get into the game anyway because they just came out with these games a few years ago um and then they you know i saw some stuff before that i'm like why isn't there mario on 
um, you know, mobile. And they're like, well, we're not sure it'll make us money. So, and obviously they're right. Cause they're stopping the support for it. So. Right. So, um, I, I don't know. They just, they were never really all in the, the a lot of the games that they have anyway, you I mean, you pretty much want to play with a controller and especially the switch being yeah. so portable. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're almost like just on the line of like, this could be mobile, but really we should just make it more playable on the switch or the switch light and just delve into that and too like we were talking about that some of them had that pay to win feel to them you know so um you could play base and then you got to buy more levels and things like that so um not not the right model and obviously like i don't want to play mario kart on my phone like <laughs> honestly i i the game's beautiful but i want to play mario kart with a controller i'd love mario kart better if on my mobile if it worked with a controller but no it's the accelerometer and how you move around and stuff. And I just never really liked that kind of feel of um, playing games. So. No, I don't either until it becomes, I mean, at some point I know that it will become good or there'll be some sort of like slide out from your phone that you can touch and it'll feel like a real yeah. controller. And maybe it's, I know at some point that I, that, that the switch and the, our phones are going to be like somewhat intertwined in a better way. But yeah. right now, like Pokemon Unite, I like I won't play them on my on my phone. I just I like no, I just I'll love the feel of a Switch. controller. I cannot play unless it's like a strategy, just a straight strategy game. Um that's one thing. I think Pokemon Unite is going to have controller support for like iPad and iPhone. No, it it, it will, but I'm just saying like just yeah. I, like they showed people playing it on like just an iPhone and just like touch yeah. you know touching the buttons on the screen and that and there's other like uh, MOBAs that do that, and they actually I think do it pretty well. But I just I just can't get into it personally. Yeah. No, I'd rather much rather play on a keyboard or a or a controller. Yeah. So. Um. Cool. All right. Well, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about, I think that's it for us today. Yeah, I think so. The last thing I was just gonna say was, um, I know we talked about about this before. Is Microsoft is shutting on Mixer, and uh, they're basically like, oh, yeah, right. they're yeah. just they're just partnering with Facebook Gaming because. Um, this happens to companies like when there's like a market share that they're trying to gain. So they dump money into it and it just didn't gain enough support. So they're yeah. shutting it down. Um, Facebook gaming obviously is doing okay. Um, but Twitch still being like the ultimate king. But the cool thing yeah. is like Ninja, which is the big, was the big, biggest Twitch uh, streamer. And then he went to Mixer and Shroud was like a massive one on Twitch, went to Mixer. They mm-hmm. made stupid money, and then now their contracts, they're free to go back to wherever they want to, where their audience is, you know, is the biggest, or they can have the biggest audience. So they, they banked, um, which oh, yeah. was pretty insane. There's big contracts. Yeah, anyone. And they, they get all that money from the contract yep. played out. So. They get all the money, and then they still get to go back wherever they want to, um, you know, want to go Why? next, or they can sign contracts with Facebook Gaming, or back, they can sign yeah. a contract to do exclusively on Twitch, whatever it may be, but. Uh, yeah, mixers, mixers dead. Um, I I think everyone kind of saw that coming, or at least it was kind of just not getting the traction. But uh, yeah, so streaming, obviously Twitch is the king still, but Facebook gaming a little yeah. bit better. YouTube's okay, you know, just still really low, but yeah, they banked, man. They they made mo- they they made like grandkid money, great grandkid money. Where <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Millions and millions of dollars yeah. in their pocket for a failed service. Well. You know, they tried. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, for Microsoft sure. Tried. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us for this week. Um, Star Fox 64 Woo-hoo. coming at you next week. And I'll uh, hopefully Aaron will be back and we can uh, chat it up a little bit. So. Dude, I, I know that like you're going to want to play as Pippi or something. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
definitely. I want to be the frog or Peppy. Peppy, yeah. sorry, not Pippy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Pippy Longstocking. Uh, yeah, so maybe we need to try to play that one together. Yeah, for fun. sure, 100%. We'll- little space battle <laughs> dude you know what you know what I, I forgot about with that game is the um where you're fighting basically like independence day style fight where you have to like fight the ship and like wolf is trying to like fight you at the same time and it's like oh yeah, that was man. one of the biggest like it i hope it's as cool as it, it was it is in my mind because when i first played that yeah. i was like oh my goodness this battle is massive and there's things flying around and and Wolf is trying to. The wolf shows, the wolf up. shows up. He's trying to get you, and then you're trying to fight the Independence Day aliens. <laughs> yeah, and remember the multiplayer modes with the tanks. Oh, yeah. like it was an unlockable after you beat the game. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm excited. It's wild. All right, man. Well, uh, we're gonna press pause on this one, but you guys keep playing. <laughs> he's, he's trying to make it work. I'm trying to make this this happen. Make it. All right, later, guys. Later, bye. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at kitgpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at kitgpodcast on Twitter.